0: Hello, welcome to Movies I Show My Brother. I'm your host, Levi Green. And I'm the brother, Lucas Green. And this week, we are the Protectors of the Deep.
1: Hey buddy, you that fish boy from the TV?
0: It's fish man. My son, you could
1: unite our worlds one day. The land and the
0: sea. I'm not a king. The world needs something more hero. Aquaman. Hello again to Movies I Show My Brother. All of my life, I
1: loved two things, movies and podcasts. And after I moved to Texas last year, I really wanted to show my brother some old classics that I loved. And he found some movies that he loved that I've never seen before too. So we thought, why not start a podcast? So through this, we will be showing each other movies that we have never seen, that we think really we should see and everyone should see. So we'll be discussing movies like Die Hard, Point Break, The Conjuring series, the classic Superman series, and many, many more.
0: And this week, we're talking about 2018's Aquaman. Directed by James Wan and starring Jason Momoa, it's the latest movie in the DC Comics Cinematic Universe. And it is fantastic. I loved it, and how would you think of it, Lucas? I thought it was so awesome. I loved almost everything about it. It was such
1: a great adventure comic book movie that it was different than anything we'd seen already. And that's seen a lot in a saturated market like this.
0: And this is a story about a half-Atlantean, half-human, who is a superhero called Aquaman, based off of the old comic books. And they just put a great twist on it for the big screen, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They brought a character that... He's made fun of most of the time, and they brought him to a big screen, and I don't think anyone's going to make fun of him anymore.
0: They made fun of him because he's the one that could quote-unquote talk to fish, and they said that like it was a bad thing, which could be a humorous thing. But through this movie, they showed a side of Aquaman that people that read the comics understand that he's really cool and very strong. Throughout the movie, it's about him fighting his half brother Orm for the throne of Atlantis to see who could be king.
1: Yeah, and they made it into this awesome, like, action adventure, globetrotting film that I think a lot of people are going to like and enjoy. I mean, it's one of these movies that you can just sit back and enjoy the whole ride. There isn't, like, any kind of law. I never was watching the clock trying to think it was too long or anything like that. And I just think it's going to be something that you could take anyone to and they'll enjoy it. It, uh, it has the the action and the adventure and the intrigue that I think a lot of movies are missing, but this is definitely hitting the, all the right beats of an awesome blockbuster.
0: And now the most of the movie is done underwater, but as we know, it was not really underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you like the way that they shot all those scenes?
1: Well, what's awesome is uh, I was reading 90% of the movie was shot in IMAX. And I'm pretty sure, I, I've only seen this once, you've seen it twice, that, that that 90% is all the underwater stuff. I think James Wan, what he did was shot the underwater sequences in IMAX to different, differentiate um, it from the above water stuff, like the land stuff. So you'll have action scenes that are in regular... Uh, definition, to a ratio above water. But once you get underwater, it opens up to like the big IMAX feel kind of thing. We went and saw it in IMAX, and it's really cool to be able to see like Atlantis when you go underwater, it just open up and you see so much of the frame filled with all these colors and these amazing, wonderful graphics. And that's what was really cool when you got underwater. You could tell the creativity behind this film was just going all out with this. It was very cool.
0: And I saw it before, and I knew that the first time you should watch it, it should be an IMAX. Because it is one of the biggest, most beautiful films of the year, I think. With all the colors of the Atlantis mm-hmm. and just the different things that we see under the water, I think he did a great job of showing that. The scale
1: is just what was was awesome. Um, I was reading like people comparing to Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings underwater, Star Wars underwater. And it's very cool, that just the massive scale of, like... You know, 75% of the world is covered in water. So you got that going for you. It's just very cool to see, like, the battles and the underwater fighting. There's a gladiator match, and there's a big, awesome, big battle that you see in the trailer that's all on the big screen, and on the biggest screen you can. It really makes it a better experience.
0: And uh, we talked about a little bit, but they go all over to different, like, kingdoms of Atlantis, and you can see the differences of those species of fish people or normal-looking Atlanteans. And that was a really cool thing to see.
1: Oh, yeah. It was very cool to see the different distinguishing aspects of these different kingdoms. And you have, like, the trench, and you have the fishermen people and the crab people and different. It's very cool, the creativity that went behind those and, like, how they brought them to the big screen. When I first saw those kind of things in the trailer, I'm like, oh, this could be stupid. I mean, fish people and stuff like that. But it's very cool to see that they embraced kind of the goofiness of comic book world, and really just went all out with it. They didn't hold anything back, and it looks like they didn't pull any punches or anything like that, and just went all out with Aquaman. Mm, I agree. Oh, yeah. So, um, that was a bit of our um, non-spoilery stuff. We, we're we next going to dive into a little bit of uh, more detailed spoilery stuff, so we both think you should go see this movie.
0: On the biggest screen you can. Oh, yeah.
1: It's pretty safe to say, if you have a chance to see this in IMAX... You should go out and you should do that because it'll be worth every cent and it'll be a blast. So you should definitely do that. Now we're gonna dive into some spoilers.
0: So, Levi, you got anything for us? Uh well, I just want to say I like your pun there. We're gonna dive into some Oh, that was even on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh man, my favorite part? Is that where we're headed? Uh we can go favorite part. Yeah. All right. Uh my favorite part of the movie mm, has to be This is the spoiler. The very end, the whole movie is about him trying to find the trident. And my favorite part is after he finds the trident, in the big climactic battle, he has command of most of the fish in the ocean. And he summons them all to help him. And it's just like in the old cartoon or in the comic books, where you see those waves coming out of his head, and it's like representing him telepathically speaking to the fish. And that moment just looks so cool to me. And then just when he comes out of that waterfall holding the Trident in his classic uh, orange and green suit, they just made that look so cool in a way that you never thought they could. Oh, yeah.
1: They took something that's, like, straight out of a comic book and brought it to life. I've been saying that a lot recently is, like, oh, this is the closest thing we'll get to a comic book come to life. But, like, every time they keep upping it, upping it, upping it. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse, which we'll talk talk about um, in a future podcast, it was like the closest thing we see to a comic book. And then when you get this, it's just like, oh my gosh. They take all these just fantastical elements and just put them up on the big screen don't even care to think twice about it. It is there and it is what it is.
0: And they did that across the boards with Aquaman, Mera, Ocean Master, and Black Manta, the two villains of the movie. And I never thought... In my life, I would see a comic accurate Black Manta. Oh,
1: isn't it so cool?
0: The, they did the giant helmet and everything. We thought they would just give him like a bicycle helmet or something that shoots lasers. They did the entire giant UFO looking helmet with the big red eyes. And then they made Ocean Master's helmet look cool and practical. Oh, yeah. In a way I didn't think they could. Well, I remember when they first announced this movie and then they first came out
1: with a poster for it. Um,. I was like, man, how I've read the comics. I'm like, man, how are they going to do Ocean Master and not make it look like a goofy, like, just joke? And, uh, I mean, they did it, and they did it amazingly. I mean, that's one of my... I mean, Leo, I talked about his favorite part. I mean, that's my favorite part, is um, just Ocean Master. Patrick Wilson, it's... Um, I mean, he's amazing in this movie. I mean, I give him all the props. It, he killed it as a villain, and... um I, I just can't even think of what to say. He uh, Every time he was on the screen, my favorite moment was whenever he was on the screen. Even when he's just talking and stuff like that, his character, he just embodied this soldier warrior that believed in his cause. And, I mean, he's not wrong
0: completely, which was, which makes him a really compelling character. And uh, he, we, you and I agreed after we talked about it the first time was that He is. We should get T-shirts made up that says "Orm was right." You know, he is. Well, it's kind
1: of like how people were saying Thanos was right, or Thanos did nothing wrong, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like when we now have these villains that are are almost, yeah, justified in what they're doing is kind of really cool and it's good character because it's like, oh, well, the bad guys aren't completely wrong and the good guys are good guys, so they should be right. But this bad guy's not completely like.
0: Completely wrong. And he has some great monologues throughout the entire movie about how the surface people are just polluting the oceans and are just destroying the planet and how the, he just wants to go to war with the surface. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And just right that wrong. But yeah. Aquaman's not going to let that happen. Oh, no. Uh, he can't let that happen because we can't all
1: swim underwater and breathe underwater. Some of us. Not all of us. Well, yeah, um, Patrick Wilson, just every scene he's in, he goes 100%. And it's like he is just consuming this character. He is just, just going all out, and it's so awesome. It's he's just one of the best comic book villains I have seen. Actually, I, I really enjoyed his performance, and he's just like chewing up the
0: scenery. He's giving it his
1: all. He is this character. I really can't. I really hope we see him again.
0: And we've never seen him as a villain before. Oh, he's no. been in all these. Uh James Wan horror movies, mm-hmm. the The Conjuring, he watch and he was Night Owl in The Watchman. Mm-hmm. But we've never seen him play a villain like this, and he just did an amazing job as. Oh him. yeah, oh yeah. He took his
1: like extensive acting jobs and just went all out in this, and I think he was up there. He was really, really up there. Um, What's funny? I was looking online, and I saw something. It's Aquaman is basically Black Panther from Killmonger's point of view. Aquaman and Killmonger are outsiders who come to the kingdom and demand the throne, demand it by combat, and like they're the, they're half breed because Killmonger was Wakandan and born outside of Wakanda. Aquaman is Atlantean human, and um, they basically want to take the throne from the the leader.
0: Yeah, but Killmonger wanted to kill everyone else around the world and orm wanted details. to kill everyone else around the world
1: just like details <laughs> i saw that i'm like that's huh. a cool
0: similarity though i didn't think of that
1: i didn't think about that either and i'm like hmm i guess you're not completely wrong mm-hmm.
0: it is like the underwater black panther sorry namor I, I don't
1: know i don't i it is i mean only thing that's like underwater black panther besides what i just said is like the different world do you what? think marvel could do a namor movie now the the Marvel equivalent of Aquaman, they could. I mean, it would be. It's kind of like how Flash is hard to do in the movies now because they did Quicksilver first. Mm-hmm. Because anything they do Flash wise, it's going to be they'll have to do it different than what Marvel did because you can't just copy it. So it'll be hard for them to do. I don't know anything about Namor, so anyone that listens to this might be able to um, just tear me apart, but it'll be hard for them to do I mean it won't be hard for them to do it because obviously they can do whatever they want. But they'll have to distinguish themselves from Aquaman and things like that to make themselves different. Obviously they're Marvel, they know what they're doing. They've been doing this for eight, 18 years now. Ten years now. Ten year eighteen. Ten years now. Mm-hmm. And uh I think if they wanted to do a um what's it, Namor? I couldn't think of his name for a second. I was gonna say Aquaman, it's not the same. same. A Namor movie, they probably could, easily. What's your least favorite part of this movie? See, that's really hard. I knew it would be hard finding your least favorite part just because you love Aquaman, and you came out of this movie just loving the movie, so... Let's 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 tear it open a little bit and see what your least favorite part was.
0: I hate saying this cuz I loved every second in the movie, but it just seemed a little long to me. Seemed a little long the second time you watched it? Second time around it just felt like pulling taffy through that Italy scene. Oh yeah, that's the scene that got you. Well, cuz it's just like the only down moment, you know, in the entire thing. And I mean, you need that moment. It was a fun moment. I wouldn't cut it out. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's no place in the entire movie where I would cut anything out. But it's just in that one moment I'm just like, uh, I'm just need a nap, you know. Oh yeah. Got a headache. And I'm just wait ready to get to the trench. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's got to be my one complaint, and that's just a small complaint. Oh too. yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, I didn't feel like it was my first
1: time watching. I didn't feel like it was too long. Um, but yeah, the second time you watch something, you can start picking out those different things. Um. I Yeah, I've never caught myself, watch, like, looking at my watch or things like that, like you do in the movies sometimes. But I thought it was well-paced. I thought everything else was really good. I have two two things that I didn't like. I can guess what it is. And um, none of them... Well, one of them's huge and atrocious, and it keeps it from being a great movie. One of them is just a little nitpick. Like Levi said, I love this movie. I love superhero movies. So I kind of can come out a bit biased, but this... I'll go the least atrocious thing first. And it is one of the cool things they did was when they were underwater, they distorted their voices a little bit to make it sound bubbly and make it sound like they're underwater, which is awesome. I thought it was a very cool thing, a cool detail that made it feel like we were underwater for a lot more of the movie instead of just them talking normally. But sometimes it is a little bit hard to hear what they're saying. I think there's one or two instances where... I was like, oh, wait, wait, what did he say? And I couldn't um, completely hear what, like, I think it was Orm or someone else was saying. But besides that, uh, I loved that that detail. Um, it might have just been me. I might have just missed it. But um, it was a cool detail. Just just a little bit more tweaking would have made it a little bit
0: better. And like you said, that was only in a, a one spot of the movie. The rest of the time, you can tell what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I, I never really had... There was... I think it was one thing Black Manta said once that since he had a, his helmet on and they made his voice like robotic and stuff that I couldn't really tell what he said. I think it was just the very first line he said.
0: I couldn't tell what it was at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, besides that there I mean there were little points like that but it didn't ruin the whole movie for me. It barely I, it was barely a, barely a blip on my radar.
0: Now, what did almost ruin the movie for you? So, in this movie,
1: they um do a cover of Africa by Toto, which is a perfect song. And not only do they do a cover of Africa by Toto, they do a cover of Africa by Toto by Pitbull. It is a rap, and if you haven't heard it, I, I would tell you to listen to it. But it is that bad that I don't want you to listen. To it's it. not that bad. It is so bad. There is a rap section and just a lot of Pitbull yelling. Why, why would you ruin a song that is that pure and good in the world? Why? What went through James Wan's head? Everything else in the movie, I love. I love all of his choices. I love all of his just ideas and just all of his creative choices besides this steaming pile of just garbage of a song. See,
0: I liked it. Sorry to say that, Breddy, but... Why
1: did you like it? Because like, it wasn't
0: bad. I, that, just because you make a remake doesn't ruin the original. Oh my God. The Superman movies are amazing. Do, not does, does, Man of Steel didn't affect my viewpoint on those movies. Yeah, but... A new version of a song shouldn't affect your viewpoint of the original song.
1: Yeah, you're right, but why would you just not use the original song? Why would you ruin Africa like that? Pitbull did not bless the reins with that song. He might have. No, he did not. He cursed the rain. Why
0: did they do that song anyway? Because they were in the Sahara? In the Sahara in Africa? No. Yeah. But yeah. then, like... like it's they, called Ocean... Like it, no, it's, it's renamed to Oceans to Oceans. What? It's renamed Oceans to Oceans. That makes me well, like, It's like the, the parentheses
1: name. I don't even want to talk about it. That's the kind of thing I just want to forget about. But
0: that's just one song. Let's play it for 10 seconds. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. They play it for,
0: like, 10 seconds in the
1: movie... And then stop. And it's like, why? Why would you have to do that to something that's just innocent and pure? Africa didn't do anything to you. Toto didn't do anything to you. What did Toto do to you, James Wan? That's why I'm wondering. That's my, that is my beef with Aquaman. My only beef in the whole entire movie is that they just slaughtered yeah africa by toe is
0: that what's keeping it from finally crossing a billion dollars is hey it might if it doesn't cross a billion dollars that's going to be my reason it's almost there isn't it i mean it's not yet almost all right not there yet past wonder woman's box office already. i just saw
1: that today bo- uh, past wonder woman's box office so you know it's doing
0: pretty good it just needs to beat batman v superman's which Man. somehow that made money it made a lot of money how to make more than wonder woman I don't know. Which I love Batman v Superman. That's a
1: thing. But I thought everyone else hated it. I didn't see the stat you're throwing out that it beat Wonder Woman. I always saw the headline. I don't know if it's domestic. I don't know if it's worldwide. Probably. I think it's the worldwide. Oh, okay. Because well, that makes it is sense doing great in China. Yeah. Aquaman is making a ton of money everywhere else. But America. Well, it's making decent money here. Mm. All right, Levi. Let's move on to the next segment of this little podcast. And this is Pointless Trivia Notes. So this is going to be things, this is probably going to be spoilery if this whole podcast hasn't been spoilery so far. I apologize, you know, but whatever. And we're going to dive into notes we picked up in the movie and just pointless trivia that we, you know, searched and found on the internet. So I'm going to dive into this one first, using the pun again springboard off the diving board doing a backflip cannonball into this section
0: right into aquaman
1: and my first little uh point is so in this movie aquaman is born of land and sea and it's illegal for this to happen aquaman's mom is from the sea and aquaman's dad is jango fett <laughs> and it is um, jango fett
0: isn't it it I is forgot jango about fett that. you didn't
1: notice that he looks older
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is obviously he is older, but like I didn't even notice. Yeah, that's That's so funny. That's Commander Cody. That's That's, so funny. How did I not notice that? I don't know. Come on. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Star Wars fans. No.
1: And you know they get together and they have a little baby, and Mrs. Aquaman knows more, knows better than that. She knows that the people are going to be coming after her.
0: She has a name, you know. I forget. Queen Atlanta. Atlanta. That's what it is. That's Lana. Lana, that's Lana. Okay. This is Aquaman. All right, and
1: Django Fett. they know that's going to be bad. So my point is, they live on a in a lighthouse on the edge of the sea, sea. Why don't they move to like Minnesota or you know somewhere that's not covered in water, so they wouldn't get attacked? They are just pointing fingers at Atlantis right now and being like, "Hey, come and get us." You know where we're at. We are right here. Atlantis couldn't send people all the way inland and get them if they lived
0: somewhere like that. All right. See, you're wrong because Am I? his dad was a lighthouse keeper his entire life. Okay. This is the man's livelihood. Uh-huh. This is what he does. Okay. And his mom is an Atlantean. She's not just gonna leave the ocean. That's her home. Why should she leave? I would like to point
1: out that they're her home. Did go to kill her or try to
0: details all right if
1: when they caught her again, so I mean she fought him off she's
0: she voluntarily went back,
1: yeah, and then they executed her all
0: right details all right yeah details
1: I'm just saying if they wanted to have a nice cohesive family they uh they 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 should have probably moved you could have got a buck for that lighthouse too they weren't they weren't gonna they weren't going to be uh, poor. They could have gotten a buck off of that. I mean, she could have found some buried treasure somewhere. I mean, she's the queen. She probably had some doubloons. Oh know? yeah. I mean, they're throwing pirate money all over the place in this movie, and I don't think where'd, that's how did he get that anymore. out of
0: there? Huh? That's how he paid for that plane ride and everything. Oh he yeah. Used coins. Uh huh.
1: They've used they used it a couple times in the movie. It's just like where where was he keeping this? He who, didn't have pockets. Oh, well, yeah. Oh yeah. He had pockets. But it's like, cool. what is that pilot going to do with this money? <laughs> it's solid gold. Yeah, but not enough to like, be worth something,
0: probably. Enough for a plane ride over the Sahara. Mm, it's shady <laughs> business, Aquaman. What else you got?
1: All right, my next note is, I, I, I mentally made notes throughout the movie, so I got a couple little things I picked up on. So when we go into Atlantis, um, we see that they have one street going in and out of this giant metropolis-like underwater Super sick. It is the capital
0: of the ocean.
1: Capital of 75% of the earth, and there's one street going in
0: and out of it. What the heck is up with Atlantis traffic?
1: Come on. I know it's for safety's sake.
0: Well, it's the Border Protection Agency of Atlantis, remember? That's how they caught him.
1: I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I know Joe Schmo from Atlantis is just trying to work his 9 to 5 and get through... What about the commuters? I want to see a movie about the Who average lives outside
0: of the city in the um in that just place. average
1: average workers maybe he has to go to, you know, the sea farm and farm some seaweed and get in and out of here and Is that uh, really a job in Atlantis? It could be. There's moisture farmers in Star Wars. That's a fair point. They could use seaweed for stuff. It could be like the underwater equivalent of corn. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a movie about average Joe growing some seaweed, growing some seaweed, making his way through the Atlantis world, and you know, not even caring about who's king. No, no, no. He's gonna look at the screen and be like, Another war we can't afford. (laughs) Getting into this. I just want my buck. I just want my kid to go to a nice college and you know, a nice college and Zebel and yeah, you know, right aside. was funny that they had to
0: point out. The Atlantis traffic in this movie. Well, I mean, you're right. That's a very odd point. That was just to, for the hydro cannons, right? Yeah, I think that's the just uh, only to have reason that they did that moment. Mm-hmm. Which was a cool moment, I guess, when they're running from that. Yeah, it is a cool moment. <laughs> that is that's fair i think you're wrong though i think wrong. that there are more streets in atlantis than we saw we saw those turtles pulling pulling cargo those massive turtles and like uh-huh. people just driving around in their you know little boat ships or whatever you'd call them yeah and i think that there's some actual streets i mean maybe not the only one in and out but you know what else you got uh what else i got i got hmm
1: well, in Aquaman, the first little climax is a battle between Orm, the Ocean Master, the current king of Atlantis, and uh, Aquaman's half-brother, and Aquaman. And they're doing a gladiator battle for the throne. And what's really cool about this battle is they are underwater. So they're not you know, held down by gravity. They're underwater. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool battle. Um, we haven't seen anything really like this um In a superhero movie before, it's really cool uh, visuals, and they don't just you know stay on the ground. It's a battle that takes place all over the place, and it is very cool being able to see them like float around and swim and just go all over the place, and
0: it is very cool. And it had a reminiscence of like the Superman Zod fight, right? At the oh yeah, of Man uh-huh. of Steel. But- oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, like, you can clearly tell they're swimming. They're not swimming around. They're not flying around. You but know? it is kind of like they're flying. It is, though. Yeah. Because it's a three-dimensional it cool. space. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, That's m- what makes it really
1: cool is that they are... It's almost flying because they are underwater and they have mm-hmm. zero gravity. One thing I thought was funny is they um, are in this coliseum. People are watching them because they want to see uh, Orm kill Aquaman because he's half-breed. And they're well, racist. Okay. Um... The funny thing is, they start swimming and flying all over the place, and they get really far away from the Coliseum. It's just like, if you bought a ticket to this show, and you're bringing your family to see this Gladiator fight, I mean, what's the point even? Because, you think they were bringing their families? Oh, yeah. This is a family event. They're taking their kids, the kids' kids. They wanted to see their king win this fight, and, you know... They couldn't, because Aquaman and Orm wanted to fly off into the statue. I'm just thinking, man, those little dots far away, they look really cool. That was just my random thought about that. I saw the movie, I'm like, man, well, what if this they had- sucks for the nobody in the cheap seats. Well,
0: what if they had screens and just filming the whole fight? We did not see any screens, besides when they had those stats that you were talking about earlier. And these stats are really funny. Yeah. Uh, Because on the one side is Orm with all pros and no cons, and there's Mm -hmm. stuff like King of Atlantis, uh, Highborn, Warrior, Philosopher. And on the other side is Aquaman with no pros and just all cons of half-breed, surface-dweller, and a drunk. Nice. So, I mean, maybe on that screen they were just filming the entire fight.
1: See, what would be perfect is... If they had like a little guppy or a flounder from Little Mermaid, oh, yeah. followed them around with a camera strapped to his head and just falling around for the guys on the Atlantean ESPN or something like that, making comments and you want some you commentators know, down there. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to see how they broadcasted this because maybe some people didn't get to make it to the Coliseum. Maybe they're at home watching the kids putting the kids to bed, and they're like, "Man, I wish I could have caught you know." That big old battle, that big old fight for our throne, because you know that's kind of big deal. Who was our king? That's fair, and I think it's pretty important
0: to point out that didn't Aquaman lose that fight? Aquaman did lose that <laughs> fight because Mera had to come in and save him, which I thought was really cool. There's another Zod moment where uh, Ocean Master is uh, shown air for the first time, and he oh, coughs up yeah. lungs full of water, I and he doesn't know about what to that. do. You know what I'm saying? It's like the first time Zod felt the Earth's like, powers yeah, he was given. Uh-huh. He he had no idea what to do because he couldn't breathe because he's never breathed air. I thought,
1: about, I thought about that when we were watching the movie, but I forgot to write that down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a very I cool part. I love that, that
0: de- little detail.
1: Yeah, because I didn't think about that. He's never been on the surface before because he hates it. Mm-hmm. So why go up there? And
0: it's the look on Patrick Wilson's face of like, oh, yeah, he shock. Can't breathe. And
1: like, oh, oh, he can breathe because he's highborn. But he's he he never breathed. done it before. But he's yeah. never done that before. So it is a very cool part. Um, for like the character is to see. Oh my gosh, yeah, he's never been above water before. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you have any cool uh, things you came up with uh, when after you saw the movie? There were a few little things that I saw online of um, James Wan talked about how on the trident that. Aquaman is trying to find this whole time. Mm-hmm. There has Atlantean writing on it. Mm-hmm. They created an alphabet for this movie. Oh, really? And like that, they did in Superman? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the writing on the Trident is the names of the creators of Aquaman. Oh, really? That's I cool. I thought that was very cool. Oh, yeah.
1: It's always cool when they do little details like that, uh, paying homage to all the creators and people who helped make this character mm-hmm. a thing.
0: And they've just started doing that more and more recently. With every movie, they give more and more credit to different creators. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Especially when there was the fight for uh, the Batman credit for mm-hmm. Bill Finger. Oh, yeah. And because uh, it was been going to Bob Kane all this time. Solo, yeah. Solo credit. And then just recently,
1: they uh, gave credit to both Bob and Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, because and they both came up with what is modern Batman.
0: And what was it? Batman v Superman was the first time... I think so, yeah. They, they gave both of them credit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is just off of a Google search, but the creators of Aquaman are, I want to give credit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Paul Norris, Mort Weisinger, Kurt Busick, and Jackson Guice.
1: Okay. When uh, did Aquaman come out?
0: When did Aquaman come out? The first uh, issue of Aquaman? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were really putting me on my toes here. I oh, I thought you had this. it right there. In the 1950s. 1950s? No mm-hmm. exact date? I can find the exact date for you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He appeared in the More Fun Comics number seventy-three mm-hmm. in November nineteen
1: forty-one. Forty-one. He didn't wow. get
0: his solo series until the fifties.
1: Okay, nineteen forty-one. Crazy stuff. That's right. One cool thing I found online is it's really funny. James Wan, for the role of Qu- Queen Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, he was using Nicole Kidman's face in all the concept art. Even before he had met her or offered her the role or anything else, really, they just used her face and used her face for everything because he thought he she would be perfect for the role from the get go. And then once she um, got the script, she immediately said she wanted to do it. So that's pretty funny. I thought. I did not
0: know that's really cool.
1: Uh huh. They just used her for that design, and she said she loved it. And is that she that a little wanted... creepy. Was it? Was that? Or is that cool? I mean, they, I mean, you can use actors like <laughs> resemblance uh-huh. and stuff like that. For concept art, just so you got the feel down, and mm. I think more movies do that
0: than not. That's a really cool detail I didn't think about. Yeah, Pretty because cool. Jason Momoa was cast five before, years ago. I mean, he was cast for Batman vs Superman before that. He in uh, uh you're right, Batman vs Superman. The first clips we got of him were in that. Yeah, but uh, even before the movie was made or anything, he was. They started looking into expanding the DC universe. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Zack Snyder chose him to be Aquaman yeah. oh, in yeah. that process. And that was before James Wan was even on board, mm-hmm. which is really neat that that all came together that way. Oh, yeah. And
1: it's really cool that they stuck with Jason Momoa like that. I mean, he hadn't had any huge experience, uh, I mean, besides outside Game of Thrones. He's mm-hmm. had smaller roles and stuff like that. Hey, but man, Stargate was pretty great. Smaller roles and things like that. <laughs> um, and this really is really his big blockbusters, it block. I mean, really mm-hmm. big blockbuster experience, and he's knocked out of the part of Aquaman. I mean, he, you can tell every second of the frame he's in, he's having a ton of fun, and he's loving every moment of this. And it's cool to see characters like that. It's kind of like your Robert Downey Jr.'s and Chris Evans. I mean, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. I mean, you can just tell that they love what they're doing, and it really makes their characters even better.
0: Mm, I totally agree.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I thought was really cool um was the final battle between uh Aquaman and uh Orm mm-hmm. not even like the big there's a big battle beforehand that's mm-hmm. like two massive armies it's like lord of the rings underwater and i thought that was really cool but on top of that is afterwards they get a, a 1v1 rematch and they're both up on this boat and i mean it's straight out of what
0: feels like a video game and, and it, that's a really good thing it is one of the most the best-looking fights I've ever seen. I mean, just the staging of it and... Those blades spinning behind them. Oh, yeah. uh uh-huh. The lighting, the, the colors. I mean, it's the
1: orange and the purple. And the just where the camera's shot, the angles and the... And those costumes just look so good. Oh, yeah. They look amazing. And it was we just, can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, all the, the the frames, the shots, the stuff like that. I keep saying that. But it just it looked so cool. Like I remember just being, a, it just looks like a fighting video game. It looks like something like mm-hmm. injustice or street fighter or mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. where like you have one character to one side and like they're in a pose. And then I love that in shot where walk, uh, we're tied on Aquaman, but you see Orm and over his shoulder and mm-hmm. then just amazing shots that, you know, a lot went into it and it just looks amazing. Like, mm-hmm. That sold, That made the movie worth it just to see that fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. That was a great moment.
1: Yeah, you have anything else?
0: Uh, not really. I don't think so.
1: You didn't know I have anything else? You're killing me, man. I have one more thing.
0: What was your last thing?
1: My last thing is um, I read online that James Wan made a hat for himself uh, to wear around set during the shooting. Mm-hmm. You want to guess what set on it?
0: Atlantis Rocks.
1: No. It said, make Atlantis great again. No he's way. say a word around uh, proudly on
0: set. Really? Yep. That's pretty great. I have just one question for you before we move on to what I think is our favorite segment yes. of this show. Do you think that Aquaman is the rightful king? Well, yeah. I mean, he is the... I'm.
1: Well, actually, well, he's the firstborn of Queen Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, yeah. I don't know world politics. I mean, he beat, he beat Orm, so he but came But he back. lost the first time. Well, yeah. It's so just like Black me. Panther, though. He lost the first
0: fight. That's fair. You're right.
1: And technically, he didn't lose because he didn't die.
0: That's a fair point. All right. So,
1: I mean, he won the fight in general. I mean, it's just one And, of course, he did get
0: fight. the Trident. He did get the Trident. Which automatically makes him the one true yeah, king. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he, he is the true king. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see... How things were underneath Orm's uh, leadership. Yeah. Because we never really got to see that, but, you know. I'm
0: pretty sure it's implied he's a ruthless dictator. No
1: one said that. No one said that.
0: Uh, Ask the Fisher King to be brutally murdered. Yeah. (laughs) So?
1: And now what is probably going to be our favorite segment of this podcast is Shia Surprise. It's where Shia LaBeouf creeps into our podcast and creeps into our hearts. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. So, the big question is, who would you replace in this film with Shia LaBeouf?
0: Uh, see, I put a lot of thought into this one. Not mm-hmm. to the rest of the podcast, but into this question. It is an important question. I think he would have made this movie better if he played Captain Merck. Who's Captain Merck? See, exactly. You don't remember him because it wasn't Shia LaBeouf.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: The uh, leader of Orm's uh, top people... With the messed up face. Oh yeah who yes. was sent to help Black Manta. Yeah,
1: well I think the reason we don't see we don't remember him is because he had that mask on half the That's time.
0: That's right. And but he makes he's a great character from the comics, and there's oh, yeah. one small note from that character that you notice. <gasps> he didn't is die he gets, either. He he doesn't didn't die. He gets his hand cut off. <gasps> and in the comic books he has a giant crab arm hand, <sighs> which is great. But then he gets his mask broken because none of them can breathe water, mm, breathe air. There. He had to shove his face into a toilet to yeah. survive. So he's not dead. He's just still stuck in Sicily in that toilet. Uh-huh. So I think that role would have been... Sorry to the current Black Ranger of the Power Rangers movie. That's him? Mm-hmm. Oh. But this movie would have been better if Shia LaBeouf played Captain Merc. Uh, I think you win that because I didn't have anything for that. <laughs> and
1: that's like the perfect role. That's small enough that it's not too much Shia, mm-hmm. but that's it's pretty perfect mm-hmm. for Shia. I was thinking he'd be great. Oh, my gosh. So, big time spoiler. I mean, we've already spoiled the movie. (laughs) But he would have been great as the voice of the Kraken instead of Julie Andrews. That's right. Love me, Julie Andrews. But how awesome would it be if even Steven himself was a giant
0: Kraken squid thing? But wait, why is it cool that Julie Andrews played the Kraken?
1: It's cool because also what came out the same weekend as Aquaman was Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns is lacking in Julie Andrews. Why? Because she didn't. She actually had a role offered for her. There's a role written for her. And if you go and watch the movie, you can kind of tell, like, oh, this is would make sense if this was Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she turned it down because she didn't want to overshine um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt's character and her acting and that. So it's cool that she turned it down and she wanted it to be an Emily Blunt show. But it would have been cool to see her in that. But it's hilarious that
0: she's an Aquaman
1: the same weekend. It is pretty hilarious that she's playing a giant Kraken Squid in Aquaman. But I but agree,
0: that would be a great role for Shia.
1: Just, it's quiet, and he's going for the trident, and out of nowhere, bam, Shia LaBeouf. Sh- that is a true Shia, Shia surprise. surprise. That's right. But on. So, Levi, what's your
0: final verdict on this? My final verdict on this, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, I would take my friends to see this movie. You'd so see it again? I would see it a third time. So,
1: our verdict for this show, and this could change, it could be fluid, but I really don't like raking things in numbers because thats it could be anything. There's just way too much going on with that. And you
0: try that every year now, don't you? To, you try that every year now, don't you? Rank to it with numbers? Rank your, oh, movie I, I
1: rank my top 10 movies, but I mean like 10, 5 out of 10, mm. 8 out of oh, 10. I see what you're saying, Stuff yeah. like that for movies. So my biggest um, ranking is would I buy this movie or would I show it to a friend? So for this podcast, I think we're stick with would I show this to my friends. And
0: I remember uh, the biggest uh, example of that was when we were younger and we, took, we went to see The Dark Knight. And we Five just kept we, we just kept taking different friends to go see this movie oh, together.
1: Yeah. Um, but Aquaman, I would take my friends to go see it. I would recommend anyone to go see it. It was a lot of fun. It was well worth going to see it in IMAX. And, yeah, I think Aquaman was sweet. I will be buying this the weekend it comes out. I will be buying this, too. So, you know, Aquaman, you got two fans here. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. Next, we're going to check out the trailer for next week's movie, and get some reaction on that. Next week's movie is going to be the 2014 drama Whiplash, directed by Damien Chazelle. So we'll be right back after we check out this trailer. Now we watch the trailer, Levi, what did you think of Whiplash?
0: I am interested. I have never seen it. I've never seen that trailer. It seems very intense. You know, I love J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Big Spider-Man fan. Oh, yeah. And I, Miles Teller has been in some great movies. Uh, I'm not going to let Fantastic Four ruin him for me. Good call, good call. Because I paid good money for that, but that's besides the point. And I am interested. I don't know how to feel about it yet, because it seems very intense. It is very, very intense. As someone that's seen it before,
1: saying it's very intense is an understatement. Really? Um, Well, J.K. Simmons acted his butt off and won an Oscar for this movie. Uh, We'll talk more about his acting and just the way he does things next time. Because it is pretty crazy, it is pretty crazy intense, and you know I, I love this movie. It's a really cool movie that shows just commit. How, how far do you go when you're committed to something, mm-hmm. and just how far are you willing to push yourself to become the best at something? It is very cool. As a former musician, I think uh, you'll think it's cool to see like the inside on that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just it's a really good movie. It's just one of those movies that you know, I can sit down and watch and be like, wow, this is a really good movie.
0: All right. I can't wait for next week.
1: Yeah. What's your, what would you say your hype level is for this? Out of what? What's our scale for hype level know. on this? What are we going to do? What do you
0: think? This is our first one. I don't know, man. This uh, sets the
1: bar forever.
0: Ooh, I don't know. Um, hype level. Let's do it out of five. Out of five?
1: Hype level or out of five. should we do
0: it out of Shia LaBeouf's? Out of Shia LaBeouf's. How many Shia LaBeouf's do you give your hype? I give it a solid Even-Steven. I'm very excited. One out of five. Uh, one out of five. I give it four Shia LaBeouf's.
1: Like if you saw this trailer in movie theater, what would you think?
0: I would think I would like to see that the second week it comes out. Okay. Okay. I I'll see get a solid four Shia LaBeoufs. Nice.
1: Solid four Shia
0: LaBeoufs. Excitement, right? Mm-hmm. And this has been Movies I Show My Brother,
1: a podcast where we show each other awesome movies that we think are cool that our brother has not seen yet.
0: That's right. And you can check us out on Twitter at underscore m i s m b.
1: Yes, Movies I Show My Brother. We are going to be on Twitter. We might be any other place, but you know, check us out next week. As we watch Whiplash, and we let you know what we think.
0: I'm Levi Green, you can find me on Twitter at TheLeviticusG. And I'm Lucas Green, and you can find me on Twitter at
1: ThatLucasGreen. Thanks for joining us in this first uh, endeavor for Movies I Show My Brother.
0: We can't wait for you to listen to some more. See you next week. Deuces. Same bat time, same bat channel. Aqua time. Cut it. Send it. It's a wrap.